0: welcome to the bean pod this is your place for all things stocks and crypto from beginner tips to expert picks use this as fuel for your investing journey because when you're in the know your money will grow all views expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, a.k.a. The Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be talking
1: about undervalued stocks. And there's a lot of them right now. If you look at how
0: red the market has been ever since this Omicron variant has been... it's 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 a sea of red out there. I look at my stock portfolio every day and cry a little bit inside. Yeah, so do Um, I. But you know what they say. Buy when there's fear in the streets. Buy, buy when there's blood in the streets. Buy when things are down. So this is really, if you take that you know thesis seriously, this is the perfect time to look at some of these undervalued stocks, isn't it? Yeah. And what did stocks do last time?
1: There was a big uh, COVID fear, right? They all tanked. Yep. And then they, sh- I mean, we were green for months. Oh, yeah. And there it didn't make a- any sense, right? Like, why is everything going up when technically the economy is going to shit?
0: Well, I mean, what it is, is, is there's certain companies that do go to shit, but there's certain sectors that took over. So when you looked at what happened in COVID in 2020, you know, first it was all the work from home companies and the cloud companies, and there was the disinfectant and cleaning companies, right? So you really just had to find, you know, hindsight is 2020. As soon as COVID hit, if you had you sit down, think about the five sectors that are going to benefit from a worldwide pandemic for two years, yeah. invest there, but it's not that easy, right? It was like Zoom... Like, cause everybody had to go online, right? Yeah. Everybody had to go and do their, their videos,
1: their conferences. Yeah. It was all on zoom. So the zoom stock went up like three, 400% oh, yeah. or something
0: like that it was crazy. There were some crazy gainers, but I feel like what's happening right now is they're, they're, first of all, there's more fear because of new variants. Yeah. Um, maybe there were some overvalued tech companies because they had been pumped up so much by continued inflation and printing and all that. But what I think the opportunity here is to look at valuable companies that have actual revenues that are not built on hype at all that are still building the future of the world that have come down, say, 50% off their all-time highs. Because I think there's massive opportunities there to get into companies that maybe you missed out on last year.
1: Yeah. And these are companies that can weather a big storm. They can weather the inflation. They can weather the new variants. They can weather the labor shortages. You know, they can, you know, uh, for example the supply chain issues and getting, you know, cargo over, I think like Home Depot and Walmart and these really big companies were able to just get man their own boats and get their stuff over here versus relying on third parties.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, speaking about Home Depot and Walmart, so there's, there's the supply chain issues that are hitting those companies, right? So I'm sure there's many stocks that you can look at right now that are down big because they're getting hit hard by the supply chain. Um, I think there's opportunity across the board right now because Generally, people chase stocks on the way up, but it's been red day after red day after red day for the past almost month. Um, so I know a lot of the companies that personally I've been watching for a while, I kind of was kicking myself because I missed out on them last year um, over the last, say, 18 months. Yeah. Um, what, would, what
1: would be like one of those stocks, for example, that you're kind of looking at?
0: So first, uh, Fiverr and Upwork. Okay. So the work from home, remote work, gig work. I mean, I think that is has a massive place in the future of work. Um, it, they both boomed. So first of all, I want to say I use Fiverr and Upwork all the time um, with all the businesses that I run. Um, you know, you want a, a design done. You get someone on Fiverr. You want a website or an app built to use Upwork. And now enterprises are coming in and using Upwork and Fiverr to outsource their work. They did that during COVID because they, first of all, they were already working remotely and they figured out that the talent is there and now the systems are there that you can actually manage it effectively. So those stocks like tripled, quadrupled, 10 x yeah. From March 2020 to about two months ago. Um, but now they've come down significantly. Fiverr reached a peak of 336. It's down to 130. Wow. Upwork was single digits at the start of COVID. It went up to 64. It's now down around 30. Perfect. So okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big.
0: I mean, if you think that Fiverr and Upwork are going to still hold their place in the future of remote work, which I do 100%. Then now is a good entry, right?
1: Well, I mean, when you look at the labor shortages, you know, for example, the restaurant industry, they had so many people lose their jobs. Mm. They've gone into online work. So when you're outsourcing, maybe, you know, getting some copyright done or some music or whatever done, you're still using these online services well after the pandemic, yeah. right? So
0: once you learn how good it is, yeah, you yeah, never yeah. really go, the world is never going to go back to where it was before COVID, right? So all these things like Fiverr and Upwork and remote work and gig work, they will remain in place. Yeah, This is the dip that a lot of investors are waiting for to get into companies like that. Hmm. Um, I've, I've got like a few, you know, main sectors that are, have, they kind of all benefited from COVID, but now they've retraced so much off their all-time highs. Like what, what companies are you thinking about?
1: Um, one that really caught my eye and I've always wanted, wanted to get into it was Square, yeah. Now, Block. Block. Um, <clears throat> For several reasons. One is, you know, it's the fintech and digital transactions are increasing. You know, that we've kind of left the actual paper money. You know, money's going more online, mm-hmm. especially due to the crypto sector and all that picking up. So having Jack Dorsey leave Twitter and now is mm-hmm. focusing his time on on this fintech company, I think, you know, it's, so it was trading. It's at a one year low right now. Beautiful. Uh, Was trading at a high of 280. It's now sitting at 190. Excellent. So I think you know having Jack focuses time, it's fintech digital transactions increasing. Uh, You know, you look at some some numbers here. Between 2016 and 2020, Squares revenue has increased 450 percent from 1.7 billion to 9.5 billion. Love it. It's also transitioned to profitability. It's gone, it's swung from an annual net loss of 172, 172 mil to 213 mil in net income. So revenue is increasing. Digital transactions are increasing. Now we have Jack Dorsey focusing on
0: this one project. Why would it, and it's sitting at a one year low. And they're basically transitioning to a blockchain company, which you know we love. Which is, all, which is crypto. Yeah, Square, yep. Square, sorry, Block, has always been yep. one of my favorite companies, uh, public companies to invest in. Um, I think now is probably a really good time to have a look. Yeah. And then also, I think there's an acquisition of Afterpay
1: as well, which is going to be massive, massive because not everybody can afford, you know, everything up front right now. So having a buy now, pay later platform Mm -hmm. built
0: into it all. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful uh, ecosystem that's being developed right now. Agreed. Yeah. I think square. So block now is, is, is probably both of one of our favorite ones. Another one in the same sector, the FinTech sector is PayPal. Um, huge benefit from COVID because everything was online and digital for a while and and will remain that way. Um, But they went up to 310 a share and now they're around like 170. So again, like it's almost a 50% retrace. And as much as I don't actually love the PayPal service that I use every day for my businesses, it's not going anywhere. They're also transitioning into crypto. They're starting to accept Bitcoin and Ethereum. So like all that kind of stuff, I I can't see that going anywhere. I think again, a a tech juggernaut in the fintech space that's almost at 50% of all time highs that's, yeah. that's a good place. It's to a start. lot of
1: big companies right now at 50 I mean, this would be an excellent time to dollar cost average into some of these projects. Yep. And, you know, put a few bucks in now. They might dip a bit further. There's so many outliers right now. There's tech. People are selling stock right now because, you know, you got to report your earnings for the season, for the year. And there's no. all, all the, you know, so some some of these bigger companies will sell for a loss. Yeah. Like I think uh, Elon sold, sold some
0: stock recently. Yeah, a couple of
1: billion. <laughs> couple, insane couple of bucks. Um, you know, a few of these
0: bigger guys have been selling their stock lately. So for sure. No, I think it's great. Another sector that was again, fit the same bill, um, massive boom from COVID was the e-commerce sector. Mm. Um, so I already touched on Fiverr and Upwork, which is p- kind of like e-commerce, but, um, other than, you know, obviously Amazon, uh, my favorite e-commerce company to invest in is C limited. They are like the Amazon, well, the e-commerce juggernaut of Southeast Asia. Um, not only do they do e-commerce, but they also have a huge eSports, gaming and streaming se- uh, section. So not unlike Amazon with Twitch. So these are two sectors that are massively growing. e-commerce is dominating. eSports and streaming is just going to continue to dominate, And Asia, Southeast Asia, is you know, exploding in population. So this is one company that I 've actually been investing in for a couple of years. Um, their stock went up to I think it was what I have it here 370, now it 's at 260. So again, it's like you find you fi- try to find these AAA companies that have amazing growth prospects are actually making revenue in great um, sectors with tailwinds that are trading at a fraction of their all-time high. So I think C-Limited is another company that I would have a hard look at along with Square.
1: Yeah, I was invested in,
0: I, I think you put me on the scene, yep. <clears throat> made some good profits off that one. That was a really good call. Yeah, I think at uh, the start of COVID, it was you know, below $50 and yeah. up to 370 so... That's, I mean, I, I could see that going right back up there, but it's on the way down right now. So don't try to catch a falling knife, but like <laughs> this is this is a good time to start to look at these companies, I think.
1: Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's, what drives some of these companies down too is they might be having amazing revenue. They might have, you know, decrease in losses, but Wall Street has these expectations and they go, oh, this company didn't meet expectations, even yeah, though it, they're up 2,000%. It's like, well, you're supposed to do
0: 2,500%. Exactly, like, yeah.
1: Come on, and then it'll go down... or something like that.
0: Even when they beat earnings and they seemingly are crushing it, the stock still dives 10%. But one of the, you know, long-time investment theses with stocks is if you see a company consistently beating earnings and the price is not reflecting it, it will eventually. You just have to have patience. Like anything in investing, if you're confident in your investment, you've done the research, you're looking through the earnings reports and they're beating and the stock is not going up, just keep, stick with the stock because eventually, I think we saw with AMD, they were beating report after report after report. And NVIDIA was climbing like crazy. And eventually, finally, AMD, something flipped just switched. And boom, it like doubled. Wow, wow. So you just got to have that that patience. Yeah, like <clears throat> I
1: saw like the 10-year return on Netflix, for example, was 7,000%. Uh, the ten, 10-year return on NVIDIA was 7,500%. You know, I'm sure they've had their up, ups and downs along it's, the like way. Crypto. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's such... That's yeah, like two weeks of crypto, <laughs> seven thousand percent down as well. Sometimes, <laughs> um, but you, know, it, but it's, it's having that conviction, right? There was a lot of <clears throat> neg- negativity around Netflix. I think mm-hmm. like maybe a year or two ago, it's like, or even more recently, it's like, all oh, the pandemic's done. Are they still? But they're still pumping out great shows. People are still tuning in. They just had Squid Games, you know, yep. which had all these viewers mm-hmm. just
0: you know, it just brings them so many more people to the platform and yeah, for sure. Uh, on the, the subject of streaming Roku. So Roku is another stock that I was a huge proponent of and still kind of M. However, the stock has fallen from four ninety to 200. That's a huge drop. So less, less than 50, less than 50%, less than 50% yeah, yeah, percent yeah. of yeah. all time high. And you know, Roku is the, the streaming platform that all the streaming platforms live on. Right. Yeah. So Roku, you know, it hosts Netflix, it hosts prime and TVs are all built with Roku. Now, um, I can't personally see it going away. I can see them expanding internationally. So, you know, again, if if you think that streaming has a place in society, and the best streaming platform that's hosting all these channels is is Roku, a stock that's gone down from four ninety to two hundred, now might be a another, good time to look at yeah, it. Right? Another really good time
1: to to add there. Yep. I'm really hoping that we can go back to traveling traveling again one day. You know, consistently, yep. easily. Um, so I have my eyes on maybe some airline stocks. Mm. They've all taken a massive hit just due to oil increases, uh, staffing shortages, COVID fears. How have they done after the uh, latest Omicron? Yeah. It dropped like another 10% or so. Mm. So it's another discount, you know, say, and thing is nobody knows anything about this Omicron variant yet. It's it's a lot of speculation. It could be, could be worse than previous. It could be, you know, not, a, not as worse. So, is it Omnicron
0: or Omicron? Omicron? yeah. I think it's Omicron. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think of the transformer. Like <laughs> yeah. The Omicron. I believe it's. O-M-I, yeah. I think it is Omicron. Omicron yeah. yeah. I don't know why I said Omicron.
0: <laughs> it sounds cooler.
1: <laughs> I think. Yeah. We're skiing the other day, and somebody said like Omnicron and made fun. Like it was a transformer, and I think ever since that moment, it's been stuck in my head as this transformer. Next, thing.
0: next variant that comes out, I'm going to tell Josh. It's like <laughs> the, the, I'm going I'm to make up. I'm going to make up a hilarious name for it, and then Josh is just going to start telling people about. Oh, have you seen this? The news zinger Dude, the, the new zinger variant
1: i'm just so over all these variants so i can't even fucking keep up anymore
0: <laughs> oh it's gonna be great
1: so like for example like i'm looking at something maybe like delta airlines uh maybe if you want to not pick an individual stock you could look at jets the etf mm-hmm. for all the airlines yep what caught my eye about delta is the fact they had a, a government grant uh given to them it was like close to two billion dollars which right. helped to cover the labor costs uh and in q3 they, they doubled earning estimates. Uh, as well, which is pretty big. Yep. Yeah, um, no, I like that. And the one the independent director just bought, uh, as of recording this episode, he bought twenty one percent more mm-hmm. shares. So I always look at the insider trading. I like the insider trading there. Yep. Uh, it's trading th- at thirty three dollars at time of recording. uh Previous all time high of sixty one. So again, another fifty percent. If we can get travel back, and also lo- looking at the price to sales ratio mm-hmm. sitting at point six, the median wow. is a point seven. Yep. Uh, with across
0: all airlines. So it's even discounted to its peers. I think it's definitely opportunity there. And on the same time, on the same line as travel, uh, it's a stock that we've discussed before Airbnb. Mm. Um, Airbnb was on an absolute roll lately and it it just took a massive dive because of more COVID fears, right? So it went from 220 to, I think it's 160 or 150 now. And that worked itself all the way back up to like 2.10, 2.06 or something. Yeah. yeah. So right now it's around one sixty, say. And look, I just think Airbnb is absolutely crushing it. Um, the trend for remote work, they are going to be facilitating that. So they're going to transition their company from simply a travel and experience and accommodation company. They're going to be going full steam into the remote work industry, which is the future of work. It's, it's, you know, it's not going to go back to the way it was. So you'll be able to book out, you know, People will transform their spaces, their houses into mini office spaces that companies can rent for weeks on time or, you know, a digital nomad can rent for a month because someone has put an office in, you know, a specific remote office and that's advertised in Airbnb. So I think they're going to take a huge advantage of the remote work uh, trend, the eventual explosion of travel once this COVID thing does get figured out. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of tailwinds that are going to be working in Airbnb's favor over the next, say, five years. So that's a company that I'd be pretty confident parking my money in. Yeah, definitely. I made a post about that in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did post about that in the Beanstalk and Discord. It, it, it,
1: at the time, it was sitting at one sixty, and then climbed its way up to two hundred six. I was like, okay, this is yeah. this is ripping, nailed it. But how are you supposed to know that this fucking variant's gonna pop its head out of yeah, nowhere? Damn
0: zinger variant, right? <laughs>
1: <No>, uh, Omicron. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. What other companies you got? Uh, the last one
1: I have on my list is Chewy. You know, I've been a big fan of Chewy for so many years. Yep. Uh, I think it reached an all-time high of 120 or so recently. And is now sitting around $65. Mm. Um what I really like about them is that when the, when the when the pandemic came out, so many people got pets. They were lonely, you know, they wanted the company, so everybody like every dog shelter didn't have pets in it anymore. So I love that people have accumulated these pets. They have an automated uh, subscription service. So you don't have to leave your house. The food just shows up at your door every single week, and the average uh customer ends up spending more every year. Mm. That's like a thirteen percent increase in what they, if they can retain that customer, they end up spending more each time. And they also added uh, a vet clinic service to their overall business. And I think it's something like one third. One third of pet owners don't take their pet to the vet. It's really expensive, right? But now that Chewy is developing this ecosystem, you can now not only get your food delivered to your house and pet toys, but now you have this really easy way of getting your pet looked after through the veterinary uh, service that they're offering. So cool. I really like that. Yeah, and, no, I think the, that's great. And their numbers are all heading in the right directions too. So
0: Pets are just so fucking popular these days, eh? Like who, everyone has a pet. Yeah. I think I'm the only person that doesn't have a pet. <laughs> I don't have a pet. Everyone has a pet. Yeah, everybody except for, a pet? except for us. No, you don't have a pet. But like, it's it's crazy. It's Something about, you know, society over the past, I don't know, decade. It's just, it seems like the trend, especially with younger people and younger couples, it just, I'm much, I don't know. If it's maybe maybe, like knocking a bit instead of ha- having a child. Yeah. It's, it's maybe a, do- a dog or a, pet, a a cat would be easier. I think it's it's a it's a super popular thing to do and, and Chewy seems to have nailed that business model. The, the founder's also a pretty, pretty awesome dude as well. What's his name? I can't remember his name, but he's, his whole story, he's, he was also involved, um, he's involved in uh, GameStop right yes. yeah 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 Yeah. yes yeah. so yeah, he yeah. was also involved yeah. in gamestop and he went onto the board of directors there he's he's kind of one of those like serial entrepreneur guys mm. um so it's also always good to have like you know that kind of leader at the helm right. for for companies we love investing in those companies
1: i'm kind of hoping that amazon might buy chewy or something like that yeah you know? that would be cool that would be cool it, it seems like a good fit because it's they're basically like the exact expert. same thing because, yeah because I, I don't think amazon does pet pet stuff they probably do. Like no, not, 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 not no really, not really. No, no, yeah. Well, not, not the way that Chewy's doing no, it. No, definitely
0: not the way that Chewy's doing it. So I think Chewy's a good one. Yeah. What other, do you got? What's your other ones? I was looking at is, um, cybersecurity and cloud companies. Again, like they had such a tailwind after COVID because everything was going online. So a company that I'd missed out on, I'm fucking kicking myself. Was Cloudflare. Oh man. I remember looking at that After the IPO and I was like because you know I've always been a kind of a tech guy like I know this company it's a great company this is going to flourish I was like I'm going to wait for the dip I'm going to wait for the dip it never fucking dipped it went all the way up to 220 minor correction down to 160 but like that's the thing when you when you see a company that you love you know they're the best one in the industry a dip from 220 to 160 is significant now could be a time for me to get in Yeah definitely and Sentinel 1 Another one that recently IPO'd, um, that that went all the way up to like 80. Love Sentinel one. Yeah. Now it's at 48. Yeah. So cybersecurity is only going, cybersecurity is going to be massive over the next decade. Like everyone's getting hacked. Everything is going online with the metaverse, your account, your identity, everything. Cybersecurity is going to, we think it's big now. It's going to be huge. Huge. So yeah, Sentinel one and Cloudflare, I think are two ones that have dipped that are definitely worth looking at. And then on the subject of metaverse, I mean, even just Facebook or meta, like, I just don't think that company is appropriately valued for what they're going to do. Mm. Like, as we know, and because we spend so much time in crypto space, everything is going metaverse. Facebook meta will probably have the most dominant metaverse in the world. They already have 2 billion users on their platforms from WhatsApp to Facebook to Instagram to Oculus, right? The stock has only gone down since they announced that. And now it's down even further because of the latest stock market correction. So it had an all-time high of 384. Now it's sitting just above 300. I just think that when they actually roll this metaverse out and they start getting ad dollars in the metaverse, people are buying digital property in their metaverse, which companies are already doing. That's an easy, easy double on that
1: stock. Yeah, and I wonder how far off they are from actually launching the metaverse. Mm. You know, is this going to be, oh, we're launching the metaverse and then all of a sudden we don't see anything for five years. So the dust has kind of settled. Yep. Yep. Or is it going to, there's going to be another major announcement coming out and it's going to be that hype and that rumor that runs the stock back up again. Mm. No, I think, I mean, I like, I, that's what I'm, I'm personally thinking right yeah, now. It's interesting. It is a great, I I love it. I think it's, a, I remember, think I was on a, I was on a trip to Thailand and Facebook was sitting at like 70 bucks. I'm like, Fox. man, I should, I should
0: put a whole bunch of money into this yep. thing. And I, I, again, didn't. Yep. Well, now now could be as good a time of any at this point. You know, Facebook's going into Meta and it's dipped. I think the future is strong there. Um, what do you think about what do you think about Peloton? Oh, there's just been so many. Aren't they getting sued by? Uh,
1: just saw on the news today.
0: Yeah, there, there's lawsuits. There's you know, some someone someone died or someone got injured or something like that. Um, people are thinking <sighs> that you know people are going to get away from you know it was a COVID thing, right? Lulu Lulu suing suing them. Lululemon. Yeah.
1: For what? Uh,
0: Copyright infringement Uh, or something like that. I I feel like they're underwater right now with, you know, people thinking COVID is over and the um, workout from home trend is over. There's no way it is. That is the future. People will realize that they don't have to spend this money going to a gym. This is just the start. I mean, so Peloton, the stock went crazy during COVID. It went up to 170. It's at 40 now. Wow. And like, personally, I think Peloton is like, you know the apple of the home workout industry from now on they're the innovators they came up with the platform everyone's just copying them and you know the bike was just the beginning there's software they're going to be developing games to go in with the bikes and like all these different things and you know software as a subscription is a great business model i don't think it's going away i right. think peloton at 40
1: is, that's that's a massive discount yeah especially if they can weather all these little storms that have probably mm. been coming their way with that person getting injured and all that stuff like yeah so that's another yeah uh
0: the last one i had was palantir um you know we all we always talk about palantir big data holding that for ages yeah so palantir is big data analytics they do work with the united states government the military big corporations they're a very secretive and shady company um you know founded co-founded by peter Thiel. Um, we love Palantir. You know, we've been invested in them. I actually got into the IPO at like $9. I was all about them. Um, it went all the way up to 43. It's, it's kind of like a social media darling. Everyone loves Palantir. No Mm. one really knows what they do. Um, (laughs) but everyone loves them. Anyway, the stock's down at 19 right now. Wow. Okay. So that's another company. It's just, it's again, they have like the IP, they have their own thing. So hard to copy what they're doing. They have the contracts with the government, with the corporations, their numbers have been going in the right direction too, I'm pretty yeah, sure, from
1: their previous earning calls. For sure.
0: I mean, when they IPO'd, they weren't really making a whole lot of money. But now, you know, they're, they're a super young company in terms of um, revenue. Um, but with the contracts, with I just, I just think that with contracts with government, with the IP they have behind their technology and big data and the analytics, and that kind of big data and stuff, you know, as we know, data is the new oil. Mm-hmm. A company like Palantir at $19. Looks like a good solid, one to solid me. Solid buy. I yeah. thought
1: buying at 21 was a good buy, so... Yeah. Yeah, nineteen's looking juicy.
0: Yeah, I could. I mean, all all these companies at their current prices are starting to finally. Stocks are finally starting to look very attractive. Yeah, and the, you know what? It is the great thing
1: about talking, and then eventually, when when we listen back on this podcast, it's really going to make me want to buy these stocks. Yeah, because I'm realizing, yeah, you know what? Th- there's some really good value out there right now, and some good companies. And yeah, I, I think it's great. I think these are some really excellent picks. We talk about these in the Beanstalk Discord all
0: the time. Yeah. I feel like we've been so crypto-centric lately because of the way the markets have been going. But, you know, after we have this kind of discussion and you talk about yeah, all these great companies are now sitting at 50% of their all-time highs. If there was a time to start to get a little bit, put a little bit more money shifted from crypto to stocks, these are the companies I'm looking for. And as we said, buy on red days. Buy when there's fear in the market, and buy when there's blood in the streets. And right now in the stock market, that time is now.
1: Yeah, everything everything's discounted. Yep, awesome. Well, I think that's a pretty good time to wrap it up. Yeah, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, make sure you tune into the next one. It's gonna be a fucking
0: banger.